When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Margaret's Garden. Just a quick reminder, if you like the show and you like what we do here, consider supporting us by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It takes just a moment, and it's one of the best ways to help introduce our show to new people. But without further ado, I'm excited to present to you episode 4. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to Everton, the town out of place and out of time. Let's recap where we are and just what the heck is going on. Currently, we're in Pasha's Tower, or rather in Pasha's Lighthouse. Agents Washington and Harris have just escaped processing camp I-7-Alpha-12 and have made a little progress in figuring out what's happened with the town of Everton. But in their defense, they have been cheating certain death at almost every turn since they've arrived. What with the hostile natives, the reaping tithers, and the Gordnack, well, you've got to admit, they're still very lucky to be drawing breath at all. Back in the lighthouse, agents Washington and Harris are now asking that perennial question, why? Why has Pasha brought them here, and what comes next? Well, I know. But if I told you, that'd hardly be any fun. But let's just think about it for a second. What do you think you'd find inside a lighthouse? For Agents Washington and Harris, the last thing they expected was... It's a, uh, a bowling alley. Yes, Harris, thank you. I didn't think... But, you know, maybe I should've. Why wouldn't it be a bowling alley? Hello, friends. Welcome to my home. Would you care to bowl a few frames? Gee, Pasha, I'd love to, but I didn't bring the right shoes. Oh, curly fries, then? Perhaps you would like curly fries? Curly fries? Yeah! Harris. Sorry. I'm starving over here. Unless they're, like, poison. Are they poison, Pasha? Well, they have a lot of saturated fat. Saturated fat? I'll take my chances. A paper carton of greasy curly fries materializes in Agent Harris's hands. He tries one. Apparently, Pasha's well-versed at making curly fries. He offers the fries to Washington. Washington, you've gotta try these. They're delicious! I don't eat potatoes. You don't eat... wait, why? Because I feel like everyone should have at least one stupid arbitrary rule to follow. And this one is mine. Would you like a delicious carbonated earth beverage? A soddy pop? No, I would not like an earth beverage. What I'd like, Pasha, are some fucking answers. Ah, yes, of course. You have many questions, naturally. Pasha has many answers. No doubt you do. And we need them. No more fucking around. First, where are we? A bowling alley, of course. (sighs) Bigger picture, Pasha. Where are we relative to Everton? Right. Let's see. 
It's not easy to communicate our current location to your human mind. Not without destroying your frontal cortex in the process. But let's just say we are residing in an anti-dimensional sub-reality dark matter dispensation fold in the space-time continuum. I've heard your kind describe it as a liminal space or as an astral plane. But I am familiar with each of these terms, and they neither actually describe this place. Great. We're making a lot of progress here, Pasha. We certainly are. No, Pasha. I'm being sarcastic. Are you familiar with sarcasm? Sarcasm is the use of irony to mock or convey contempt. Oh, boy. I've never quite understood it, though. I've been learning human behavior from many rounds of the clock, but I must admit, this sarcasm is still quite difficult for me to understand. Perhaps Let's you... just move on. A lesson in sarcasm later, maybe. Tell me about the natives. Who or what are these beings? And why are they subject to the Evertonians? The things that live here? Do you mean the Eternals? Sure, the Eternals. Where did they come from? come from? We've always been here. Since before the rounding clocks, before the before. So you're an eternal too? We are all eternals here. Have always been always. Not the Evertonians. They are humans, but you know that. Of course. When the humans came, many things changed. So many things. So many frightening things. This was once an expanse known only, and never actually realized, not like humans realize things. A world of boundless energy, unrestrained by matter and time. When Everton came, or emerged from the beyond, a part of our shapeless world broke free, and became an island of matter and causality, floating in the great black sea of limitless tide. So the Everton brothers did what? Cut you off and created their own little kingdom? That is true, in a way. It might be more accurate to say that when Everton emerged, matter emerged with it. And myself and many of the Eternals were trapped within that paradigm. Why are you a cosmonaut? I wanted you to trust me when I slipped through the other Everton. So I took the shape of something that most humans admire. An explorer. An explorer of space. And why a cosmonaut and not an astronaut? What's the difference? There's no difference. Let's stay on point here. Right, Harris? Oh yeah, right. My bad, it's just, you know. We get it. You're confused about our space friend's nationality. Totally normal. Let's move on. not confused, just curious. Yes. You are a curious breed. So what are you actually? What is an eternal? We are a sentient galaxy born of the bloom. Oh boy, that's going to be hard to write up in the report. That's um that's a lot to process. That's why I'm a cosmonaut. Cosmonauts have never been born of the bloom. I really only know them from the books of the Ever people. Yes, Everton. How do they come to be here exactly? This doesn't just happen where we come from. It takes... Let me show you. Here. Hold on, folks. Pasha's got tricks up their sleeves. Mostly of the 4K and 5G variety. 
enough so that the bowling alley begins to swirl and turn to mist and steam. It reshapes itself into a theater of sorts. Metaphorical shadows of the past cast upon the proverbial wall of the present. Heady stuff, surreal and trippy, if you catch my meaning. One day, there was a first day. Before that day, we didn't know what a day was. And we certainly didn't care much about it. But suddenly, a city appeared there, where no city had been before. We didn't know what cities were either, but now we do. It was Everton. The city had Eternals like us, but they weren't like us. They wore bodies, soul sacks, and they wore skirts and suits and hats on their soul sacks, and they had a city. They said their city mirrored the city from their beyond. They spoke a lot about their city. They were very proud of it, and how small and tight and full of atoms and linear time it was. Well, golly, the mall looks identical. There isn't a blade of grass out of place. I just can't believe my eyes. They say all the buildings came, except for the silo. They said we wouldn't be needing the silo. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on Earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. They were so very pleased with all that they had done. They celebrated their great works and danced and laughed and continuously spoke of their good fortune. And at first, the people didn't leave Everton. It was all that they dreamed and hoped for. There was no reason for them to leave. But, well, like I said, humans are a curious creature. They soon found themselves wanting. And so they journeyed to the outworld, beyond the city and into the empty black that surrounded them. They didn't know that they had caused the rip in our world. They didn't know that they had cut off some of us from the unity of the whole. But they did. And when they came looking, they found us. What do you say, Mary? Wouldn't this be a fantastic spot for a little bungalow? A little home away from home? Out here, on the edge of space? Uh, it is so very lovely out here. And quiet. It reminds me of the lake back in Kalamazoo. There were so many stars in the sky back there. And what are these things? Like little sparks or... Uh, hey! You can touch them! Look at this, Mary! We got the stars right here within our reach! Some of us started to imitate the new shapes that we saw and felt. We are good at mimicking. We Eternals are a curious bunch, too. We wondered what it would be like to have these soul sacks that these newcomers had. We took on their fleshy forms, twisted ourselves around the matter that they had brought with them. Double helixes gave way to triple helixes, and then quadruple helixes. It was fun for a while. We learned to talk, we learned to dance and laugh like humans. Yeah. 
Hello. Hello. Look at that stupid little thing! It's so cute! I want it! Don't touch it, Mary! For God's sake, we don't know what that is. And why is it so misshapen? He's not misshapen, he's just ugly. But ugly cute, like a pug. Oh, why can't I have him? Soon, laws were passed. The creatures had to be tamed, the housing committee said. Organized, subdued. We Eternals knew nothing of laws or possession or belligerence. They were concepts beyond our grasp. We knew only of unity and peace. We didn't know that one could be separate from the other. We thought that the humans were just other Eternals, Eternals with form. We were wrong. So terribly wrong. They came with crosses, creases, and catalogs. They set up schools and clinics and churches. They gave the creatures names and time and endless lists of do's and don'ts. They taught us about faith and weekends and how to make a proper pot roast. The preachers opened their arms to us, just like their Jesus and they showed us the error of our ways. Behold, brothers and sisters, the gospel of the Lord, the good news of the almighty God. And what does it say? What does it say, brothers and sisters? I'll tell you what it says. It says that we are all, I mean all, all, all of us, creatures and humans alike. We are all the children of the almighty God in heaven. Can I get an amen? But that's not all it says. Mm -hmm. Ain't that right, brothers and sisters? Yes, praise God. It says so much more. It says we must be humble before God. We must submit to our heavenly father. We must know our place in this dark and sinister world. That is what the good book says. And what does it say to our new brethren? Praise God! It tells us about the great order of the universe. About the mysteries of man's relationship with God. Hallelujah! Man is made in God's image, it says. And thus he is divine. Man is chosen by God, amen? Chosen and given dominion over all of God's works. His glorious and mysterious purpose will be made manifest in the heart of these. Our new, simple breath. Can I get an amen? Some of us took it all pretty well, all things considered. We went to church, we abided by the new laws, we opened businesses, paved roads, and cooked those pot roasts to culinary perfection. But, well, some of us resisted. Some of us didn't want to wear pants. Some of us didn't even want genitals. It was just a thing, a dangling of flesh. And a not very interesting thing, as far as we were concerned. Wait. 
So what were the Everton brothers doing? Yes, of course, the brothers. We called them the founders. They were happy at first, but then they argued a lot. Hey everyone, Pacific here with a quick ad break. And a heads up, if you hate advertisements in the middle of the show, and you would rather do without them, consider becoming a member at midnightdisease.net slash join. And now, a word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. Do you hear that, Ernie? That hum? Can you feel it? I swear I can feel it. I can feel it running all through me. It's so relaxing here. I've never felt more content in all my life. There is some... Margaret has to be released again. Jesus. This again? Haven't we talked about this? Talked it into the ground? She's seen too much. Knows too much. And we've no idea what or how or if this move will corrupt her or hurt her or us. She could bring the whole thing down around our head, Ern. We have to tame it first. I thought you said it was paradise. Why are we taming paradise? Don't start with that again, Ernie. You know as well as I do that we've got a lot to figure out now that we're here. First and foremost, we've got to figure out what is wrong with that book. No one can read it anymore. It's like it stopped talking to us, to me. It just radiates. Conway said... Conway. Conway's clueless. He's too focused on his toys to care about the book. Easy there, baby brother. We're here because of Conway. His genius... Don't forget that. He's the one who understood parts of that book that no one else understood. And... Then what? I know we owe Conway a debt of gratitude. No one knows that more than me. But he didn't do this alone. Margaret... Don't say it, Ernie. And don't be small. We're doing something big here. Small. Did I hear you right? Did you say small? I'm not small. Don't forget, Eddie. I'm the one who pulled you out of the rut. Followed through on your insane plan, and now... Easy. Easy. You don't understand, Ernie. I'm not saying... You're not saying anything far as I can tell. You're saying I'm thinking small. Conway's a genius, and Margaret... I don't even know what to say to you. We worked so hard to get here. Always thinking about the future. Always planning for what was to come. But now we're here. We did it. All of us. We made it. But now we've got to be here. Be here now! I don't understand what you're getting at then. What I'm getting at is, I've got to make a life for these people. I can't just sit around holding a book and- Don't. And while you and Conway sit up here in your ivory tower, Margaret and I are the ones who are on the ground making up- Enough. That's enough. Holy Jesus Christ in heaven. Eddie, 
You're... You're glowing. I am the one who brought us to this place. I am the one who is filled with the love of this world. And I am the one who will make it safe. Will make it safe for everyone. You're crazy. You've lost Enough. your... Enough. And then, Eddie of Everton of the Otherworld, wielder of the spark, divider of the worlds, put his holy hand upon his brother's head and seared the image of his hand thereon. But they also opened the malt shop. Chocolate and banana was the best. Have you ever experienced chocolate and banana? It's like... <gasps> So good. Hold on, Pasha. So good. Harris and I are well aware of chocolate and bananas. Keep going. Tell us more about Everton. What happened to the Evertonians? What was the big problem? Big problems? I don't know problems. Everton had changed the humans. That saying is true. Everyone talked about it. The humans didn't age. They said that was good. And they still could pull in broadcasts from the outside world. Television programs, music, movies. They all said that was a good thing. Their person back home, the Mars, sent them through the wells. So no missing pretty little lies. That is a good thing. Four told us that they'd stop transmitting new television and music when the dome went up. Is that right? Ah, yes. The dome has changed everything. Before the dome went up, the housing committee had already made changes to the broadcasts, though TV was getting too racy, they said. The music was filled with bad language, they said. The new generation was corrupt, they said. The transmissions had to be stopped. For fuck's sake, it's the same thing everywhere you go. Damned kids today. But there were no kids today or any day. Come again? Kids. You said the kids today, but there are no children in Everton. The Evertonians do not age, but they also cannot have children. This made the humans very sad. It was a bad thing. Not a good thing. Everyone said so. Conway, where in the hell have you been? I've been ringing this bell for the last 15 minutes. Work, work, work. Always working. I must not have heard it, Eddie. My apologies. Come on in. What's on your mind? Thanks. I won't take up a lot of your time. I just wanted to talk to you about... You know, people are... Well... There's been some grumbling. Yes, yes, I know. The new swell laws are receiving mixed reviews. I've issued additional discounts for them all. That you should... shut off the entertainment antenna. No more Johnny Carson, no more Brady Bunch. What's going on here? We're playing with fire, cutting off the links Oh, to Eddie, I thought we understood each other. It's best that we control the message here. You know that. You've seen the rubbish that's being made back home. Filthy language. Women running around in their underwear. Blacks and Mexicans. All up and down the radio dial. Loose morals lead to loose behavior. We've got to hold the line here. And the baby problem. Is it a problem? Yes, Khan. We talked about it. Hmm. Refresh my memory. I thought we'd agreed that adoption was our best solution. For the time being. Until I can figure something out. Yes, we talked about adoption. There was no agreement, though. We have to feel safe. Secure. That is my job. Keeping Everton safe. 
Adoption may not be safe. Oh, Eddie, you worry too much. All people can adopt those things out there as... as children, or pets, or... Heck, they can turn them into housekeepers, slaves, whatever they want, really. It's not the same. No, I suppose it isn't. You know, this isn't my... I don't have those kinds of connections to people. To babies. I never really understood why people wanted babies. That's all well and good. When the book found me and brought us together, I never cared about people. I never cared about... community. But this, this town, the work that I'm doing here, this is a greater good. There are sacrifices that have to be made here, Eddie. Can't you see that? The book, it's... it's so quiet now. I can't help but think... I don't even know what our purpose is anymore. I feel like I've lost my way. Oh, Eddie, that's what the pills are for. Have you been taking your pills? Have you tried the new one? Yes, I'm current. I... I haven't Here, tried... Here, take these. Do you need some water? No, I... the army. I, dry swallowing was a necessary evil. Right. <sighs> oh. These are... Yes, I know. Feeling better? Yeah, I feel... I suggest we get this newest batch distributed immediately. Directly into the water supply would be my suggestion. Keep everyone on the level, if you know what I mean. What about the resorts? The creatures walking. People are experiencing unease at the native-run businesses all the better. We co-mingle too much as it is. You know, that's my feeling on the matter. I thought you said they would make great pets. Children. Most of them can be made into pets. Pets are one thing, but... It's these outliers. They're getting a little too full of themselves. You've seen them. The Mountain King may be a pushover, thank God. But the little snake ones are... No, no, it's not. This isn't right. This place is supposed to be safe. First Margaret, then the Tithers, now this. This is all too much, Khan. Everything is going all to hell. Eddie, Eddie, calm down, Eddie. You're starting to sound a lot like your younger brother. You know that? These are small problems. Problems that I am handling. The rendering is going well. I'm working on the baby problem. The dome will be ready soon. Things are going according to plan. Calm yourself. Remember our calling. Remember the book. The book is the true way. Our guiding light. If it didn't want us to be here, we wouldn't be here. If it didn't want us to harvest and rule this land, it would stop us. All of this is the great plan. We have been given dominion over this land and its inhabitants. This is your kingdom. This is our destiny. We're going to be okay, right? We're doing the right thing. Of course, we are. And it was... For a while. Okay. Wait. The pills! He's chopping you guys up. Eating your energy, right? Obviously. Wait, you knew that? How did you- They're colonizing assholes who are running internment camps and collecting tithes. It's fucked up. But also kind of predictable. God, why does everything we touch turn to shit? Skills, Harris. Skills. So what about Margaret? Oh, she's with Ernie. Yes, but why? Why is she with Ernie? What's the connection? Is she connected to the book? To this place? What? What? The necklace. And it's- Okay, the necklace. And what else? 
make the wall do its wavy thing, and show us what Margaret Steele is. She's not really what this is about. Eventually, they built a dome, and No, 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 wait just a fucking minute. What is Margaret Steele? This is definitely about Margaret. This bitch has her finger in every pie so far, and I'm pretty sure she was back in the real Everton when Mars got his head lopped off. The puppet ghost thing? That was Margaret? Well, Mars was freaking out about Margaret being there, jabbering about, keep her away from me, and then BAM! Scissors. So yeah, I'm pretty sure she was there. Right, Pasha? How'd you get there, Pasha? Over to the other Everton. The cracks. Cracks? Yes, there are cracks. When Conway built the wells and started siphoning energy from our world, he inadvertently created seams between our worlds. Seams that can be traversed if one knows how. Okay, seems it is then, but what about this time in particular? Why were you there? Why did you bring us here? I'm here because of the Fisher King. The Fisher King sits on a boat in the midst of a lake in the shadow of the Midnight Castle. He hopes that one day the Grail Knight may arrive and heal him by asking the right question. The fuck? It's from the Arthurian legends. Yes, human Harris. Good, you speak true. You know the legend of Arthur and his knights? The fuck does that have to do with us? With anything. You must heal the wound, good knights, before they complete the transmission. What transmission? The dome. They... Wait. The lighthouse. The beam has cast a shadow. Someone... Something is coming. Wait here, humans. Pasha will return. I think they're, um... Doing an out-of-body thing. Thanks, Harris. The rolling eyes must have been your first clue. Top-notch detecting. Something is up with that sentient talking universe, though, right? Are you talking about Pasha? I think they're a galaxy, not a universe. Oh boy, whatever. Galaxy, universe, cosmonaut. What matters isn't what they are or what they're saying. What matters is what they're not saying. Like? Like anything about Margaret. Or anything about the dome. Why? I wish I knew. All I know is, something is off. And these seams, these cracks. If Pasha is coming through, then what else has come through? Or will? I can just ask. No, don't just ask. We can't let them know we... We don't want to create another Jiangxi incident. Jiangxi? Chinese soul-hopping vampire. I was in Seattle's Chinatown when... Hold, Hold on. They're waking up. Something is shimmering, but far off still. I can't see it yet. We've got Why to- are you doing this? Harris, what did I just say? No, Wash. No, Wash. Listen, Pasha. This is seriously fucked up. I get it. I get it. Humans came, we settled in, and we fucked everything up. If you learn anything about us, then you know this is kind of our thing. I'm not proud of it, but it is what it is. The point is, you dragged us here, so you clearly need our help. Fisher King or whatever. And frankly, we need you too. We need to get to the bottom of this case, the disappearance, the energy surges, all of it. And then we need to get back home. Oh, well, you can't. Home is... you won't be able to go home. What is that supposed to mean? There has to be a way. You just said that there were cracks. Seams. Yes, there are. Maybe you could travel through the seams. Margaret might be able to, if you heal the wound of the Fisher King. 
I'm sure she would. Nope, that's not going to work for us. Not without a deal. We need some guarantees. From Margaret. From you. You've got to play it straight. Straight? I am. This world is broken. Our world is broken. Humans. Humans did this to us. If you fix it, maybe you could go back. Maybe? The book says... What the fuck do you mean, maybe? Why are you yelling at me? Maybe isn't gonna do it. (laughs) Have you ever heard the expression, they're falling apart? This is kind of what happens when Pasha cries. The whole of their infinite reality gets a little squishy. The space of their being flexes and shimmers. Tendrils of energy whip around and, well... Pasha's body begins to become a sort of oozing liquid, losing any defined shape except for the cosmonaut helmet that seems to sail across their body like a small round boat. I know it's a little confusing. It's really all a bit messy and sloppy and quite a bit beneath a being that contains galaxies. Um... Hey, Pasha. We... You mean... Whoa, whoa, settle down. There's no... no reason to... We're just still a bit hungry. I mean, let's go back to the bowling alley. Let's get some more of them fries, okay? Help me out here, Harris. Yeah, we're still friends, right? We're just, you know, interdimensional travel, certain death, Arthurian quest. It's all a lot to handle, but yeah, I'm bowling. Fries. They're curly fries. Not regular fries. Yeah, let's just gather ourselves together, literally, in your case. And relax. Let's roll for a few frames. Okay. Sorry. I don't like to be sad. I just can't hold my shape when I'm sad. It's too hard to concentrate on helix orientation. Of course. No one likes to be sad. Well, some people. Not now, Harris. Right. My bad. Let's just throw some balls. You can finish your story, and we'll... There's no time. The Dome of Everton is growing. They are drawing nearer, faster than I thought. They must have... Who is? Who is drawing nearer? They are. Or rather, they want... They know you're here now. They're going to try and stop you. Pasha's 4K kicks back into gear, and the walls do their shimmering trick, and another little scene plays out. This time, though, the images are unstable and flickering, like maybe the agents are seeing a scene from the deep past. Pictured there is a great white throne. Upon that throne is a withered body, a husk of a man. He is covered in a loose-fitting robe, and the agents can see hundreds of wires and tubes inserted into every square inch of the decrepit frame. Even for all the disfiguring cybernetics, they know immediately what, or rather who, they're looking at. It's Eddie. Near him is Conway. They appear to be speaking, but for some reason... The speech is garbled and distorted. As it gets closer to the now, it's harder to see. Is that who I think it is? The Elder Founder, yes. But shh, we have to be careful. He can twist through the windows in his new state. Windows? What the fuck has he done to himself? Is he? Who? Holy fuck. He's looking right at us. Is he looking at us, Pasha? Harris, shut the fuck up. One, one, one. How is this happening? 
Fuck! He's coming at us! Pasha, do something! Stop! And they do. All of them. Another little trick that our friend does exceptionally well. Stopping time. Or really, just slowing time. But slowing it down, big time. Like in millionth of a second intervals. While time is slowed... Pasha reaches out toward the wall and begins closing the portal that they had opened. On the other side, Eddie and Conway make a move toward the portal, too. Their corporeality has clearly been altered, but Eddie is able to move much more quickly than the agents. He still isn't able to reach the seam in time, and Pasha is able to sew it shut, closing off Eddie, Conway, and the distant present. After the seam is sealed, Pasha says, Start. What in the flying fuck was that? Sometimes the story sees you seeing the story. No, I got that. That's standard creepy shit, and believe it or not, not the first time for me, but I'm talking about the whole stopping time thing. How did you- There's no time, Agent Washington. Or rather, time is a construct upon which rests- This is regular shit, Washington? And what was he powering? Was that the dome? What is the dome doing? It feeds. What the fuck? Did you guys hear that? Is that Conway? He's in my head. I can hear him in my head. This creature isn't the only one who can open portals, Agent. Harris. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Relax, Harris. I can hear him too. Go away. (laughs) Pasha, it's good to see you again, my pet. I see you've some new friends. Hello, new friends. My name is Conway, but you probably already know that. I'm not exactly Conway, mind. Just a piece of him. Conway is hard at work in his lab, but I am part of him. An important part. I am the truth. And the truth is, your new friend here, Pasha, is lying to you. No, I'm not. Oh, but I've no doubt that you are. Did you tell them, Pasha, that all we want is to return home, back to our world? Did you tell them about what happened when we arrived? About your people? About the skins? Are you still calling them soul sacks? Did you tell them about what you did to us? He is lying. Am I, then? I'll bet you've been filling them with lies. Just like the last time. Come to the city, Agent Harris, and bring your partner with you. We are close to returning, and we shall take you back with us. Unless, that is, you want to remain. You're welcome to, but I'd have a closer look around if I were you. This place isn't the Eden that it once was, or rather, that it once showed itself to be. These beasts desire only one thing. Death. Ours and yours. That's not true. He is lying. You are the father of lies. We have very grave concerns about your work here, Conway. Concerns about your time here and the results of your little experiments. You do, do you? And what, pray tell, do you think you know? What has been revealed to you by my little pet? Let me present an alternative narrative for you. This world, this plane that you're on, is like a Venus flytrap. Or a pitcher plant. You know what those are, right? That's what this place is. The ultimate honey trap. A false Eden, with all the artifice and invention craved by the wildest imaginations of man, created with a singular and deadly purpose. To attract suitable prey. It's funny, you know. We thought we had dominion over them. 
We thought that we were ruling them, that we were the masters, that it was they who had been devouring us the whole time. The dome. You want to know what the dome is? The dome is our protection, and the energy, the tithers. That is our only way back, and even that is uncertain. So you're harvesting them, powering your inventions, but you're somehow the victims here. <laughs> oh, you need not trust me. It's all Margaret. It is, after all, Margaret's garden. She's the one. You'll see soon enough. Margaret enough! is... He lies! Lies! It is him that has drained and destroyed us! He has separated us from our world! He is the death of which he speaks! It's okay, Pasha. We believe you. But we still need answers. Especially if we're going to help. It's time for you to tell us about Margaret. What does she have to do with all this? Who is she? It's not her. Margaret is just... No, not now it's the Nashers! He's found us! Conway found us! He called them! I know I should have broken the connection. Nashers? That's bad, right? Nashers sound very bad. Oh, Harris. Of course Nashers are bad. Why wouldn't they be? I'll bet you're wondering what a Nasher is. Imagine this. Imagine a shrimp. I know, I know, not terrifying. Not when they're on a plate with cocktail sauce. But imagine them in the ocean. They're like, really ugly. They've got hideous little creeping legs and big bug eyes on stalks and wobbling, searching antennae. And let's not forget that they're covered in a kind of armor-like shell. So they're kind of hideous insect-like monsters. Especially if they're Nashers. Because if they're Nashers, they're all those things. But they're also like 12 feet tall, and they've been encased in iron plating. And their mouths, oh man. Have you ever seen a shrimp's mouth? Hideous. And the Nashers' mouth is just like that, but enormous. And always making this kind of graveling sound, like rocks in the washer. So I guess what I'm saying is they're hideous, and they've just busted through the far wall in Pasha's lighthouse, and now they're skittering all over the place. Fuck me! Why is everything so repulsive here? The Nashers clack their large metal mandibles as they head for our fearless heroes. Washington does what she does best. She blasts them. Blam, blam, blam! But not this time. These Nashers are too badass. The shots do nothing but enrage them. Thankfully. I will handle the Nashers, friend, but I will still need to accompany you. Who is the strongest? Um, yeah, that's not. And with that, Pasha pops off their helmet, with their smiling head still inside, and tosses it to Harris. I think I'm gonna... I think I'm gonna... Hi! Come on, rookie. Eyes on the prize. Wash, they're still in here. In, in the head. Or, I mean, their head is still in here. Talking. Great, Harris. Let's get out of this dump before we get mangled. As Washington and Harris make for the hole in the building, they see Pasha's headless body growing larger and larger. Its massive, dripping appendages begin to smash and batter the Nashers as they jump and swarm Pasha. The Nashers are no tithers, though. It looks as if they will be through with Pasha in no time. Pasha, I don't think that we're going to- Don't worry, friend. I'm only getting started. But you have to move quickly before- well before it happens. The Nashers, in their unbridled savagery, have begun to leave quite a Pasha-like mess all over the floor of the lighthouse. 
and all of that star-filled, sticky black flesh of Pasha's body begins to quickly pool, and the mass of all those stars, and the worlds, and the dark matter therein starts to collapse in on itself. I believe the term is... Black Hole. It will be the last thing that the Nashers ever see. We have made it, friends. The event horizon is formidable, but also highly localized. We should be safe. But I fear that my body is forever lost beneath the lighthouse. I do hope that, that Margaret- was seriously fucked up. Like, seriously. We are woefully outmatched on this planet. Getting too old for this shit, Washington? Wow, really? A lethal weapon reference? Does that make you Mel Gibson? And on that note, let's get back to saving the world and forget I said anything. What do we do now, Pasha? Oh, hi. Yes, hi. What's going on? Where are we going? We have to, uh... Huh. I guess I didn't, um... Bring all of my memories. What? Some of my memories are still in my body. Or so it seems. I really can't remember if they are or not. Which is usually a pretty good sign that they are. Or that they're not. I'm not sure which. Great. Great. Great, 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 great. What do you think, Washington? So, plan B then. We'll just wander around until the next hideous outworld monster comes along and devours us whole. Wow. Thought I was supposed to be the dramatic one. In the back of my mind is a map. Through the plain, up the triangle, and back into the land of the Fisher King, whose- Wound is healed by the night. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that. Up the triangle? That makes no sense. Do you know the Fisher King story? Um, are we talking about the Robin Williams movie? Because I used to not rent it at Blockbuster all the time. It looked really obnoxious. White people problems. No, this has nothing to do with Robin Williams. It's based on King Arthur and- How does King Arthur heal the Fisher King? He doesn't. Not exactly. It's Galahad, but it's like... I don't remember exactly. There's like a feast and they parade around some objects and Galahad is supposed to ask about one of them. So the question heals him, or... It's more like the mystical, uh... Help me out here, Pasha. Hmm. I think maybe... Let me guess. It's in your other memories. Right. Right. It's a fucking magic bullshit story, and I have no idea what any of that has to do with this. Like how Harry Potter zapped whatever he zapped. You mean the Expelliarmus? Lord Jesus, give me the strength. Wait, have you never read Harry Potter? No, Harris. I've never read the books that were written for children when I was an adult... Mostly, I read cookbooks. And plumbing catalogs. What? Why? It relaxes me, okay? Do you cook? Nope. Do you... plumb? I just told you, it relaxes me. I like reading about the inner working of septic systems and enjoy the complexities of combining ingredients and recipes. And why the fuck are we discussing my reading habits? Can we please get back to the Fisher King? Right. Yeah, we should stay on task. No shit. All right, Pasha's head. Where are we going again? Through the plain, up the triangle, and back into the land of the Fisher King. Maybe it's not... Right. Your memories are elsewhere. We get it. We'll figure it out when we get there. I guess we find the triangle. No, we find the plane. Jesus, man, how did you pass the entrance exams? First the plane, then the triangle. Right, right, plane, the triangle, then the land of the Fisher King. Got it. And then Margaret. Right, Pasha? Margaret? What's a Margaret? You better be joking. Pasha wasn't joking, though. 
They really had forgotten all about Margaret. Not that they really knew all that much about Margaret. It's hard to tell who really knows about Margaret, or what they know. She's a very enigmatic personage. But once upon a time, not all that long ago, old Ernie Everton was part of a love story with Margaret, that otherworldly beauty from another time and place. But she didn't seem all that otherworldly to Ernie. She just seemed to have that kind of heart-spun magic glittering along the edges that all the objects of our deepest desires have. Of course, Ernie knew that she was indeed a special kind of person, not just because she was special to him, and he wanted so badly to be with her forever and ever, and he would do anything to make that happen. He would give up the whole world to make that happen, and he would ask her to give up the whole world too. For it seemed, to Ernie at least, that to show our love, we must sacrifice. It was just the way things were. It was all very normal. That's what Ernie kept telling himself. Neck of a stove, right? Have you ever seen anything like it? A modern miracle of science and technology. Top of the line. Yes. It is very efficient at physically altering both animal and plant flesh using your laws of physics. Uh, yeah. It sure is. Got quite the roast going, huh? Yes. I've become quite adept at searing animal flesh. Every house in the Everton is gonna have one of these babies. You won't be the only one cooking Stella roasts. Do humans want that? To cook Stella roasts? Well, sure they do. Sure we do. Right? We? I'm not. You know. Ah, you're as close as you'll ever need to be. Looks like a duck. Quacks like a duck. You know the rest. I worked in the garden today. Planted some seeds like you showed me. Ah, that's swell, Margaret. See, I told you. That garden is gonna be peaches. I'll have to be patient. Like you said, I've never waited for a thing to grow before. It's very exciting, even though I know what's happening beneath the soil. Yes, love. You'll see. The waiting, the expectation, the tension. There's nothing more human. And my charm. I suppose that is a waiting too, yes? To feel it encircling me? To know that one day... You said you barely feel it. Just like the ground barely feels the seeds. They lie there, so still, so silent beneath the soil, slowly growing, almost imperceptibly. And then one day... It's so exciting to imagine. Yes, well, the seeds and the, uh, necklace. Well, apples and oranges, they say. They do? Look, Margie, you know Eddie and Conway are all riled up about the other day. That man came after me. I told you that. I was... The birds had been singing. They were so lovely, and I thought... Nathan Mars is a bit... Eager, let's say. And not so bright either. You can only imagine what he thought when he saw you singing with our fine feathered friends. Everyone else. Everyone? Not everyone. What I'm trying to say here is it's just that we still gotta keep a low profile, right? 
like we talked about, for the future. So that we can be together without all the gossiping and the... You know how people are. I used to know how it all went. The future, the past, the hearts of things. But now, because of... Ah, forget the future. Let's just enjoy the moment. And speaking of the moment, how's that roast? It smells amazing. It has nearly reached optimal alteration. The complex proteins are unraveling and deforming and will be at ideal conditions soon. That doesn't sound very appetizing. It's what's happening. Fair enough. But try this. Look at me. Now, tell me the juices are flowing. <laughs> okay, Ernie. The juices are flowing. Perfect. Now tell me. The flavors are slowly combining into a mouth-watering deliciousness. <laughs> You're being silly. No, I'm not. Go on, tell me. The flavors are slowly combining into... What was it? Mouth-watering deliciousness. Mouth-watering deliciousness. And the meat and spices have joined together into one singular taste sensation. Ooh... I like that. The meat and spices have conjoined into a singularity of taste sensations. Yeah, close enough. We call that selling the sizzle, not the steak, kid. Now, give me a kiss. But what if... Kiss first. I love you, hon. I love you too, Ernie. Now, let's eat this optimally altered biologic hooset before I faint from hunger. Margaret's Garden was written by Pacific S. Obadiah and Jonathan Goldberg. Script editing was done by Frankie Serrano. Our narrator is Graham Rowett. Margaret was played by Jordan Cobb. Eddie was Zach Labresco. Ernie was Atticus Jackson. Washington was Risa M. Harris was Russell Moore. Pasha is played by Tanya Miliovic. Conway is Anver Mahmood. Man was played by Louis Bermudez. Woman was played by Alyssa Park. Lizardo is Dana Creesman. And Preacher was Alvin Bowling II. Our composer is the ever-talented Danny Sweet. And I'm your sound designer, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our producers are Brad Miska and Tom Owen. Visit margaretspodcast.com for more information. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.